Okay. So today I just feel like talking. So I'm gonna talk. Y'all gonna listen? Um, nah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just I've been thinking about stuff, and I've been wanting to um, get get together with some people and have some conversations about stuff, man. But nobody don't really want to have conversations, and I think it's really because. People don't really want to talk about the truth. Um, we post stuff and start debates on social media because it's easy. Like you can just make a random comment and then just throw some stuff, ignorant stuff out there that don't make no sense and it don't matter. But nobody really wants to like have face-to-face conversations where you can actually be debated and called out on the things that you say and you have to support it you know we like to throw stuff out there and just you know these hot take stuff with no information no feedback no backup and then only thing people say especially like speaking politically because it's that time um you know people will say stuff and they're like oh the truth gonna come out oh do your research like you okay, you the research, you making a statement, you saying it, so give me the facts, tell me what it is. But instead, people just say, Oh, uh, Barack Obama about to go to prison, do your research. I'm telling you, it's about to happen. I know all the info, okay? Well, then tell me the info, you know what I'm saying? Like, Donald Trump murdered somebody in his past, it's gonna come out, it's gonna like everything always gonna come out. But nobody ever says, or, or you know, so that's just what we do. But um, anyway, man, I don't know. I'm going to be hella random today because, like I said, I just got, at first of all, that's just me. I'm random anyway. And I don't have one particular thing that I want to talk about today. One thing I do want to say, though, um, about depression, something that's, that's that people really need to consider and think about, man, you know, people dealing with depression, what you got to understand is it's it's a it really truly is a one day at a time type of thing. Like people, you know, certain things, oh, I'll take them one day at a time. Dealing with depression, that shit is the epitome of one day at a time. It's a daily battle every day and some days you win, some days you lose. But the worst thing you can do, two of the worst things you can do, like you really have to look for the signs because first of all, majority of the time, if somebody's depressed, they're not going to tell you. So you have to look for the signs. And I get it. I understand it's hard when people are not saying it and you don't know. So it's like, how do I help? Right. But you just got to look for the signs and just be conscious of certain things like, you know, a depressed person might lose three days in a row. Like they might lose that battle three days in a row to where they just really not productive. Um, you know, mood is not, you know, the best and and things like that. And then all of a sudden on day four, they just pop up, <laughs> you know, bouncing around like a bunny and, and bright eyed and whatever, whatever. And one thing you don't want to do or you should you should really try to avoid is saying things like, oh, you got so much energy today. 
the last three days, you moping around doing nothing. Because that right there, that one little comment, even though you don't mean nothing about it, even though you're joking and it's all in good fun, that one little comment could like totally undo that whole entire day. Like they could they could be losing the whole rest of the day just off of that one comment. Um, cause it's 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 a it's a struggle. Like I think people don't understand how difficult it is for a person dealing with depression to just wake up and just put clothes on. You know, so we have to be conscious of that. You know, we have to be just just if you if you know somebody that you feel like might be dealing with depression, you know, just keep those things in the back of your mind. Be mindful of the things you say towards their behavior and how to act because it could be very sporadic and random. And then on the flip side of that, too, uh, sometimes people dealing with depression or like appear, appear to be the happiest people on the planet. And they just they just hide it very well and they're dealing with it internally. So, um you got to be mindful of that too. The friends or, or family members that's always good, that's always smiling, always joking, always positive, you know, that's that's really not real life. You know, you can be a happy person. Like, I consider myself to be a generally happy person. Like, I'm generally happy with my life. So, um, I tend to look on, I'm, I'm optimist as well. So, I tend to look on the bright side of things a lot and things like that. But, I still have my days where it's like, ah, nah, nah, you know, so you have to think about that uh, because it increases even more because when people overcompensate their happiness to hide their depression, it, it, it doubles the depression because in their mind, they're also thinking about they don't want to. They, they they feel like they're protecting you. Like, they don't want to let their loved ones down. They don't want to let their friends down. They don't want people to know they're depressed because they're either embarrassed about it, which it sounds crazy, but if you think about it, it's really not crazy because I'm not going to go all the way into it, into it, but just in America, we really um, have a negative view and, and we really, uh, I don't know what I want to say, but we just, we make depression... Like it's such a bad thing when it's really actually a normal part of life. We all get depressed at times. And, and that's the other thing too people don't understand. You know, we all get depressed at times. Just because you might have a depressed day or a moment doesn't mean you're dealing with depression. That's normal life. Actually, dealing with depression means you're living with it. You're going through that day-to-day -day battle every day. Every minute, every hour, you're fighting for your emotions, basically, and your mental stability. So, yes, everybody gets depressed. Everybody has depressed moments. You know, you might even go through a month of depression, especially, uh, you know, if something severe or there's like a drastic change, life change or something traumatic happens. People go through depression and people can also you know, sometimes people can fall into depression and don't come out and then they become a depressed person. Um, so, but anyway, just be mindful of that, man. Think about the stuff you say to people because you never know who's dealing with what. Um, and if somebody tells you they are, they, they feel like they're depressed, then 
Don't say, ah, oh, you'll be all right. Girl, you'll be all right. Ah, oh, man, you fine. Come on, bro. You know, like, take it seriously and have a conversation with them and, and, and talk through it with them. They might not be depressed. They might just be going through something and they might not really be depressed. They might think they're depressed. But if somebody thinks they're depressed and they're willing to say it out loud, that's big. You got to, you know, so just help them, nurture them with that and, and figure it out. Maybe they are really depressed and maybe they just going through a moment and they not really understanding. But either way, talking through it, having somebody there as a support system, no matter which one it is, is going to be beneficial for them. Uh, what else? Oh, man. I really don't want to talk about politics, but, you know, because it really annoys me. Uh, first of all, I'm going to say this. And I don't really care who get offended. I think anybody who claims to be a Democrat or a Republican, like like that's what you are. That's what I do. I'm a Democrat. I vote Democrat. You're a fucking idiot. If you're a Republican and you vote Republican, that's just what you do. You're a fucking idiot. I think political parties is like really the most uh, anti-progressive thing in America. Because people will go out there and a person views and values may not even align with nothing that is part of your personal views and values, but I don't like Democrats. I'm a Republican, so I'm going to vote for them anyway. I think straight ticket voting is the stupidest shit I ever heard of. Like, I don't understand why people do that. And I'm sorry if, if I'm stepping on your toes right now, I got my boots on today too. So I, I hope it hurt because you really need to think about that. Uh, and I'm not necessarily saying that you're an idiot or you're a dumb person, but that is some dumb shit to do to vote straight ticket because you're voting for people. You don't even know who the hell, and it's lazy. First of all, let's, let's talk about that. It's fucking lazy because you don't even know who's representing you. You don't even know who you voting for. You just Democrat, Republican, boom, done. Yay, and you want you you so anxious to get on social media and post your little sticker and say, Oh, I voted. And you don't even know who the hell you're voting for. So I think it's crazy. Um I think people need to be held accountable. It's funny because Ice Cube is I I you know getting slash is getting slack right now. Uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins has been getting slack for months now um, for demanding something in return for for their vote. And they're telling us, everybody, particularly black people, but telling everybody, you know, you should want something for your vote. And the thing about it is, black people, we're the only one late to the train on that. We the only one late to the train on that. That's why we fighting it because we so dumb. We don't even know. We was like, oh, no, just, you can't do this. That's what politics is. Politics ain't nothing but quid pro quo. That's it. Or quid quo pro, however it go. I probably said it wrong, but like, don't try. Somebody said, uh, I think they said quid pro or whatever, but it's going to be big. But anyway. Um, that's how politics is. It's, it's something for something. 
if I vote for you, what do you give me? And white people have been on that since day one. Black people, we don't only want to late to the party. We don't only ones that give up our votes for free. We just vote for people just because. Um, you know, so many people voted for Barack Obama just because he was black. And, you know, somebody asked me about that one time and I, I had to explain to him there's a difference. So let, let me let me be perfectly clear. I was ecstatic to be able to in America, because I never thought it would happen in my lifetime to be able to vote for someone to be the president of the United States that looks like me. Like almost literally, like we damn near the same skin tone. I'm talking about literally looks like me. So I was ecstatic about that, but that's not why I voted for him. I voted for him because he was a better candidate. I was ecstatic because he was the better candidate. I was happy. I was so happy that he was the better candidate. There's nothing against uh, John McCain because uh, I, I, John, I, John McCain said a lot of good stuff too. And he's done a lot of good stuff. And, and I think he would have been a decent, like I don't think he would have been a bad president, but I personally felt like uh, Barack Obama was the better candidate and that made me feel happy because I could legitimately vote for the black guy. But I did not vote for him just because he's black and I was not going to vote for him just because he's black. I joked about it with a couple of people, but seriously, like at the end of the day, um, I, don't, I don't get my vote out like that. And, you know, his presidency to me was it, it was, it was, I think in history, we'll see how good of a president he really was. And people are judging it now in the short term because they say, oh, well, he didn't do very much. And it may seem that way now, but when the history books, when you go back and you look at how it all played out and what he had to go through, because you got to remember, first of all, and this is that straight point. Getting back to the point about straight straight ticket uh, voting. So for those that don't know, that just voted for him because he was black, and now you're sitting here talking about, oh, I voted for Obama. He didn't even do nothing for black people. He didn't even do nothing for us. So let me explain something to you. When y'all went and voted straight ticket, and y'all said, yes, we can, and voted Democrat all the way down, and got Obama elected as the president, uh, you also got the House majority and the Senate majority. Democrats had a what they call a supermajority for the first two years of his presidency. From 2008 to 2010, Democrats had a supermajority, meaning they had majority seats in the House and the Senate. President Obama from 2008 to 2010 almost literally could have done whatever the hell he wanted to do. He could have literally done every single thing that he said he was going to do and then some. And it would have been close to impossible for the Republicans to stop him because the Democrats had a super majority. So now let's think about that. It took what? Three years. It was it was almost I think he got it done right before the second election. It took him three years to get the Health Care Act uh, passed. 
the Affordable Care Act. And not only did it take them three years to get it passed, it wasn't even the original uh, Affordable Care Act. It was like a watered-down, light version of the Affordable Care Act. So why is that? Well, because you voted straight ticket all the way down. Yes, we can. Hope is alive. Democrats, let's go. And you voted in a bunch of Democrats that don't have your better interests at heart, and they didn't want that shit passed. You had Democrats that voted against it. And they talked about Republicans filibustering and all that, but at the end of the day, for the first two years in office, President Obama had a super majority in the House and the Senate, and he could have did so much more, but those Democrats that y'all voted for, because you voted straight ticket and you didn't pay attention to who you was voting for and what they stand for and, and everybody, because the writing was on the wall. At a certain point, the writing was on the wall and you knew Obama was going to win. So the Democrats, if you notice, the last, and I said, I talked about it way back to, I knew it. I said it when, when it happened. I said, you know what? Because you you see a lot of straight ticket commercials and pro, when the elections come, that's just what they do. But it's never really like that, like that. Like people usually campaign independently. But I started to notice that about right around August, I say August, maybe September, that, that last two or three month push, I start seeing a ton of straight ticket promotions, specifically from the Democrats. Specifically, I'm acting like my mama now. Specifically, from the Democrats. Um, and I just thought that was odd because you don't normally see it like that strong, straight ticket, straight ticket, vote Democrat, straight ticket, straight ticket, straight ticket, because they knew he was going to win. They knew he was going to win and they rode his coattail into the White House and got elected because y'all elected all of them because you voted straight ticket. He had a supermajority and once they got in there, they turned their back on him and he didn't get nothing done. Or he got very little done. I won't say he got nothing done because, um, and particularly for black people, um, he did way more for us than y'all even think. But y'all thinking about material, y'all not understanding what he did just by being the president. But we'll, we'll talk about that another time. Or maybe I'll talk about it later. I don't know because I'm just sitting here talking about shit. But the point I was making is, don't be stupid. Don't vote straight ticket. Learn the people you vote for. And most importantly, vote local. Vote for the people who actually represent you. Learn who your uh, county district judges are and, and your representatives and, and council people and all of that stuff. Everything that can be voted on, all the votable positions that represent your, your uh, first and foremost, your neighborhood, Secondly, your your city region, your city as a whole, and your state. That's what you need to be focused on in that order. First of all, who controls my neighborhood? Who controls my neighborhood? Who's the city comptroller? Who's the city? All of that stuff. Like, who controls my neighborhood? Who controls my part of town? Who controls my city? And who controls my state? That's who you need to be focused on learning and understanding and voting for before you even think about damn president. Because at the end of the day, 
That's what really matters. Now, I'm not saying that the presidential position is not important, but the presidential position itself is less important. What's really important is who he or she will choose to be their cabinet members. Now, that's why it's important to, to vote for the right president. That is important because you have to understand they are the ones who are going to elect all of these secretaries of you know, education and all of this stuff. That's, that stuff will have an effect on you, as you can see right now, because uh, uh, Betsy DeVos is doing everything she can to destroy the public school system. Uh, and it's because she don't understand the public school system, never stepped foot inside a public school as a student, a teacher, or any of that. So, yeah. People who are, you know, and so question is, somebody asked me, well, who are you voting for? That's a big question, right? And honestly, and I'm going to say this, and I'm, I'm going to add myself because I have a little more understanding now. Because people who say they're undecided, I used to think were either fucking lying or fucking retarded. Because how could you be undecided? But, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk that back. Because actually, I'm not undecided. It's not that I'm undecided. I'm... Um, trying to determine if I'm going to vote at all. That's that's what it is. So it's not even about being undecided. Um, I think, you know, people were saying a lot about Donald Trump meeting with Ice Cube, but Donald Trump didn't meet with Ice Cube. His people met with Ice Cube, which is, which is a, a big step. The fact that they even did that. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, eh, they don't really move me because Donald Trump, the funny thing about it to me is Donald Trump is campaigning like he's trying to win the presidency. Donald Trump is campaigning like he hasn't been the president for four years. Like he's still talking about what he, what he will do if he get elected and how he's going to do it. Like, dude. You've been the president for four years already. You could have did that shit. You could have been did that shit. But so I think that's funny. Biden, um, Biden impressed me recently. Uh, I don't know when it was, but I saw that he had did an interview uh, not too long ago, maybe a week ago, a couple weeks ago, and he finally kind of really spoke definitively about the crime bill. Which he said what I had been saying for the last few months. Every time somebody bring it up, he, he finally came out and was like, hey, yes, okay, I did that. I, I, I was a part of that crime bill, but you got to understand everything in that crime bill wasn't me. I didn't put everything in there. Here's what I was for. Here's what I wanted that would have been beneficial, would have did this, would have that. I was against this part of it. I know this part of it, whatever, whatever. And not to mention, because... Black people, we got to take responsibility too. And some people say he throwing them under the bus, but it's not about throwing them under the bus. It's about reality. He's like, yo, when that when when we proposed that, <laughs> you know, we we reached out and and the Black Caucus was on board with it. Uh, all of the the black mayors and governors at the time uh, that it was put out, 
was on board with it. Like, it, like you know, people was okay with it. So we, we thought we was good to go. And also, too, a very important point is the crime bill itself did not hurt black people because the crime bill is not against black people. That's the, the agenda that people keep wanting to put out there. It's not against black people. What happened was, again, at the state and local level, now the way that it was written, it now th here, here's where, where Biden messed up. Because the way that the bill was written, it allowed for manip manipulation at the state and local level. It's the judges, it's the district attorneys that that are, that use and abuse. It's the police department. First of all, I start with the police departments, which didn't have nothing to do with the crime bill anyway, because they're gonna do what they're gonna do anyway. Like if a police department have a hundred officers and they send one officer to this neighborhood, two over here, two over there, five over here, five over there. They got 40 officers spread out all over the city, but then the remaining 60 officers are in your neighborhood. Who you think going to catch the most criminals? Because crime is everywhere. Crime is everywhere. Crime is geographical. Like that's 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 the shit that killed me when people oh black on oh, black. There's no fucking such thing as black on black crime. First of all, like that that sounds ridiculous, and I've never understood. Like I literally never understood over all these years how or why people still say it. How people don't understand how ridiculous that sounds, and especially when it's so easy to fucking debunk like they people say it like it's such a major thing when the numbers are literally almost identical straight down the line 80 percent of crimes against black people are committed by black people within a five to ten mile radius 80 percent of crimes against white people are committed by white people within a five to 10 mile radius. Crime is geographical. It's not about color. It's not about status. It's about geography. If, if I'm a crackhead, if I'm a meth head in a trailer park and I'm jonesing for some meth and I need some meth and I gotta get money to get some meth, I'm not gonna drive. Well, first of all, if I'm on meth, I probably don't have a car because I probably sold that shit a long time ago. But I'm not going to walk, bus, Uber, whatever, my way all the way across town to where the black people are to go rob a black man, get some money, go buy some meth. I'm going to rob Billy Bob over here. I'm going to steal his lawnmower. I'm going to take it to the pawn shop. I'm going to give me some money. I'm going to give me some fucking meth. If I live over here in Chocolate Oaks, you know, and... I'm on crack or, or I just need some money or my family's starving. Like I, I got to feed my kids or whatever. I'm desperate. I got to feed my family and I don't want to do no crime, but I got to do what I got to do. I'm not finna go try to find my way to, to, to um, some other part of town, to Asian town to go commit a crime. I'm still Leroy car. I'm still Leroy car. I'm going to take that shit. I'm going to go. Take it to the chop shop, I'm gonna get some money, I'm gonna feed my family. That's just how it works. Uh another thing too, 
So that's number one. Crime is geographical. It's not about race. So it really annoys me when people say black on black crime because it's stupid. It's really stupid. And even in the prison system, we talk about, oh, black people make up 34% or whatever. I don't know the exact number. Thirty. It's somewhere in the 30s. Like 37% of the prison system. But white people make up like 33, 34%. Like it's literally like two or three points difference. Two or three percentage points difference from black to white. And yes, that is bad because when you look at the numbers of white people versus black people, that makes it look very bad. But that's why they use percentages. Because um, when you look at the actual number, it's a difference of like... Uh, so many thousands of inmates. It's, it's not that big of a difference. Like, but now, let's say that's true. Okay, thirty-seven percent black, thirty-four percent white, whatever. Now let's subtract all of the wrongly convicted black people. That number is certain to drop a couple of percentage points. It's not going to drop major. But it, it'll probably drop at least a percentage point or two if we were able to identify and take out all the um, wrongly accused, wrongly arrested, wrongly accused, wrongly charged. That number would drop a couple of points. Now, let's take into consideration that a lot of these white prison inmates are new. White prisoners rotate faster than black prisoners. Why? Because of the disenfranchisement of how the time is being given. Because apples for apples, crime for crime, white guy steals $100. And I'm just using this as an example that's not really an example because half time they won't even go to jail. But let's just say, white, white, okay, let's say rob a bank. White, white guy robbed the bank. He's doing two years max in prison, and then he might be out on parole for a little while. Black man robbing the bank, he's doing 10 years minimum, right? So that's what, so you have to consider that too. So you have to consider that when black people go into the prison system, they stay in the prison system much longer. So the numbers stack up because you're stacking more and more and more. Whereas on the white side of it, by the time five white guys go to prison, eight of them, eight or nine of them that already came out apples to apples for the same crimes that these black people did. So that number, it, it, it increases slower. Like it doesn't move as fast as this number move when you got people staying longer and longer and you just add into it, add into it, add into it. So now if there was a way to go back and go apples for apples, crime for crime, what this person did and match that time to their white counterparts, half of the black men in prison will be out already. So now you cut that in half, that, that, that cuts down to what? About 15% or less, 20% or less. So now you got 34% of the prison system is white and 15 to 20% is black. That makes more sense. That number is more rational according to how many people it is in this country. It's seven times, 
seven or eight times more white people than it is black people. So just by law of averages, there should be seven to eight times more white people in prison than there are black people, but it is not. But if neighborhoods were policed equally, if the neighborhoods were policed equally and not and black communities weren't over-policed, those numbers would reflect that. But the fact that black communities are over-policed for no reason, because it, it could easily reverse. Like if they, right now, if they started sending one or two police officers to all the black communities and that's it and start sending 10, 15, 20 police officers to every white community, those numbers would flip-flop almost instantly. With, within... Within five to ten years, those numbers would completely flip-flop and it would look more real. Because uh, but again, we're talking about local, we're talking about police department. They ain't got shit to do with the president, they ain't got nothing to do with the crime bill, how police departments operate. We're talking about the the judges who's passing out this time, the ones who's saying, Oh, uh, white guy. You killed your best friend because he slept with your girlfriend. Oh, I feel sympathetic for you. You were so heartbroken. I know you didn't mean to shoot him in the head 15 times. So I'm going to give you five to 10 years in, in, in a rehab facility because you're, you're mentally ill. You obviously need some help. And, oh, black guy, you, you robbed the old lady. It's so disgusting. You robbed the old lady. How could you? 20 years. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all elected those judges that's doing that to you. That's local. They ain't got nothing to do with the president. So, anyway, I know I probably rambled on for, I don't even know how long I've been talking. But I told y'all I was going to ramble today and I was going to be very random. So, deal with it. If you're still listening at this point, then you're either probably laughing your ass off because you think I sound really ridiculous right now. Or you're like, hmm. Motherfucker saying some shit. And you probably finna go wanna go tell somebody else, which I encourage you to definitely do so. Uh we we need to have these conversations. We need to have honest, real conversations. Um Yeah. Black people. Black people. Can we stop posting and reposting videos of black people doing ignorant shit? Like is there not enough out there already? Why why do we continue to encourage it? And why do you continue to encourage it and then turn around and want to talk about Black Lives Matter? Do they really to you? I mean, they do. I know that they do. But I'm saying, do they really matter to you if you could in good conscience post, repost, or, or laugh at or comment on videos of black people in their worst moments, you know, having mental breakdowns and reacting to certain things or fighting or just doing dumb shit or, or coonery. Cause you got those out there too. Why do we record it? Why do we post it? Why do we repost it? Why do we positively comment on it and laugh at it? I don't understand. I really don't. That makes sense to me. Uh, so y'all tell me, what, what, what's what's up with that? Speaking of which, I'm gonna say this. This is gonna be real controversial, but I'm gonna say it. 
The correct term is all lives matter. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you, but uh, I'm also white people. Don't get too excited because I know some of y'all just jumped up in your seat right now. Oh, see? Ah! I've got another one. He said it. He said it. Let's, let me, let's send it to Trump so he can repost it. No. Nope. Y'all still, half y'all still um, racist. All y'all not racist, but half y'all are. Most of y'all are. Because the simple fact, I'm going to tell you why. If the phrasing is more important to you than what's actually happening, then you don't really give a shit. So you can sit here and all lives matter all the fuck you want. You ain't shit. And you're probably a racist. I'm not guaranteeing, I'm not saying that you're a racist. I'm just saying that you probably are. Maybe you don't know it. Or maybe you're just a fucking idiot. You could just be a fucking idiot too. That's an option. Because sometimes people are not racist. They're just fucking idiots. Or prejudice. Actually, the correct word is really prejudice. Racist is not the correct word because in order to be racist, you have to... Like, the, the, the action of racism is using or abusing some type of leverage or power you have against someone to hold them back or to hurt them or to harm them in some type of way, financially, physically, emotionally, or whatever, based on a sense of superiority to that person because of race. That's what racism is. Uh, in order to be a racist, really in like the literal sense, you have to be in a position to be able to hurt or harm someone. And you have to use that ability to hurt or harm someone or oppress them in some form or fashion based on the fact that you think that you're better than them because of your race. So that's one thing we should probably start clearing up to uh, stop saying racist and just start saying prejudice or white supremacist. <clears throat> I think those both work. But anyway, getting back to my point, um, all lives do matter. And that's what everybody should be saying. Like, it, to me, it's like, why not say all lives matter because black lives matter? Or black lives matter because all lives matter. And I say that meaning together. Why are we not together? Like, because it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even really matter. If your position is all lives matter, that's okay. If your position is black lives matter, that's okay. That's why, like, you never see me post black lives matter or anything. Like, you know, if there's something interesting uh, or I think that people can learn from that has black lives matter in it, in the video, in the picture, whatever, I might post it or repost it, but I myself never post, you never seen me post that because I don't, I think it's stupid because why, why are we, first of all, we're all human beings. So why, why is that even a debate? Like, why are we trying to, second of all, you're protesting. Here's my issue with protests. You're protesting to people who don't give a shit. 
Oh, the police department is racist. Let's go protest at the police department. Uh, you're not telling them something they don't already know. They know what they are and they're comfortable with it. That's why they're doing what they're doing. So what are you proving? What are you proving? Second of all, nothing gets fixed in America or really even gets addressed in America except when you have a united American front against it. If everybody came together, so this is for the all lives matter. If you really believe that all lives matter and you really believe that black lives are a part of all lives matter when you hold up your sign, you would not be on the opposite side of the street. Make it make sense to me. Make it make sense to me that you, you, you know, when somebody, when push comes to sell, somebody put a camera in face, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think black lives matter too, but all lives matter and, and, and we should be, the, okay, then why the fuck are you on the other side of the street holding up your sign against their sign? Why are you not on the same side of the street? Side by side, like, yep, black lives matter, yep, because all lives matter. Black lives matter, yep, because all lives matter. And why are you not there together? Why are you on opposing sides of the street if you believe that black lives matter because all lives matter? So obviously you're excluding the black lives from the all lives because you think it's more important to get the wording the way you want it as opposed to fighting for what the issue is that needs to be addressed. So again... If you say all lives matter, not saying that you are, but you're probably prejudiced or white supremacist. And if you have some type of power and you're using that power to harm or hurt the people who are protesting for Black Lives Matter, then you're a racist. If you believe that Black Lives Matter, but you don't, or you believe that Black lives are more important than everybody else's lives, you are prejudiced. Yes, black people can be prejudiced. Another misnomer that irks the shit out of me, people say black people can't be prejudiced or black people can't be racist. Anybody can be racist because again, I will say it again for those that don't know. <clears throat> Y'all ready? In order to be a racist or practice racism, you as a person, whoever you are, whatever your background is, doesn't matter, you as a person or a group or an entity or whatever the case may be have to have some form of power to oppress or harm someone else mentally, physically, financially, in some way, shape, or form. You have to have the ability and use that ability to oppress someone else or another entity or another group, another culture based primarily on the fact that you believe your uh, race is superior to that race or your culture is superior to that culture or whatever the case may be. That's what racism is 
And that's how people become racist. Uh, if you hate me because I'm black, but you really have no power, no control of me, any shit you can do to me, then you're not racist. You're just prejudiced. And I'm okay with that. Like, I don't have a problem with prejudiced people. That helps me out. I just know not to deal with you. But, yeah, so, I don't know. I think it's I think it's stupid. But I also say this too. Um I don't post Black Lives Matter. I never hashtag it or nothing like that. But I also don't comment against it either because I understand what they're trying to do. And that's the other thing too. Uh especially with 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 black people like sometimes we have to step up and hold each other accountable. Sometimes we have to say like hold on, bro. Let me let hold on. Wait a minute, sis. But then sometimes we need to just disagree and just keep it to our fucking selves. And that's what I choose to do. Like, I never, I don't jump on people's posts and say, oh, and what I'm saying. Now. Like, I'm saying it now for the purpose of conversation. I just want to explain because I want people to understand where I'm coming from and, and, and understand my thought process behind it. But I don't actively go out there. When I see people post up, I don't jump on their posts and be like, oh, I'll lie or this or that or that. Or, no. Because I understand what they're trying to do, and I don't want to be counterproductive to that because they are trying to do something good. Uh, they may be doing it in a way that I disagree with it, I don't, that I think is not effective because I don't think protesting and marching is effective. I think it was in, when the civil rights movement happened, it was effective. But you also have to remember, too, because we're some punks these days. That's why shit ain't working. That's, that's why marching and protesting don't work anymore because back in the civil rights days, they didn't just march and protest. They sacrificed. We don't sacrifice shit. Because we'll go out there right now in the middle of a pandemic and, and protest and say Black Lives Matter with a fucking Versace shirt on and some goddamn Louboutin shoes. And, and be literally contradicting ourselves. Be literally supporting the same motherfuckers wearing Gucci and shit. Supporting the same motherfuckers that don't give a shit about you but talking about Black Lives Matter. Like, it's it's ridiculous. And, you know, during the bus boycott, they went over a year. Over a year. 381 days of not just walking to work. Walking to work just so you can stand on your feet for 10 or 12 hours a day and then walking home. Like, they sacrificed for 381 days. Black people, what we do? We do one day. Blackout Tuesday. Blackout Tuesday. We ain't gonna buy nothing. We ain't gonna buy nothing on Tuesday. Blackout Tuesday. We one day. One day. That's all that's all we good for because shit, I gotta I man, I could do Tuesday, but shit. Them 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 new uh them new flu game twelves dropping on Wednesday. Man, I don't know if I can do it. So, uh, yeah, so that's that's another reason why I just think marching and boycotting I think is useless because we don't we don't back it up. We don't back it up. You know, what what else are you doing? What are we doing? 
And the thing about it is, we don't even have to do that. If you want to march and protest, protest at the goddamn polls. And not just every leap year. Not just every leap year for the goddamn president. I'm talking about every almost every year there's local elections going on. And somebody who may have a real impact on your life is going to get elected. And you don't even know about it. The House and Senate gets voted on every two years. And people talk about, oh, man, so and so, uh, Joe Biden been in politics, he's been a senator for 100,022 years. Yeah, because he keeps getting elected. There's a lot of senators. Think about that. And people talk about that. That's the part that trips me out because people talk about all these old ass uh, politicians that been, they've been racist, they've been racist since the 60s and they still. Is the, the judge still alone and the, the congressman? Y'all vote for that. We vote for that, I should say. It's up to us. Stop voting them motherfuckers in. You know how you vote them in? Because you keep voting straight ticket. You keep voting straight Republican. And it's, trust me, it's, it's some Republicans out there that don't give, they, they not as liberal. I mean, they not as conservative as y'all think. They liberal as hell. They voting, they voting on gay rights because shit, they in the closet they damn self. They really trying to make it easier for them for themselves to come out. They, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of stuff that you think people are conservative on, they not conservative on, but they run as Republicans because Republicans really have, have won for the most part, like historically throughout the years. And I'll tell you why. Because Republicans, they market better. They're flashier. <laughs> They're flashier. They market better. So everybody wants to be, uh, you know. And the, and the big thing about Republicans is tax breaks, tax breaks, tax breaks. So, of course, the rich people uh, typically vote Republican because they want the tax breaks. As if they pay taxes anyway. Like, that's the thing about it. If, if you own a business, business owners... Hardly pay any taxes anyway if you're smart about it because I'm, I'm yeah and it, it's I'm gonna give you the simplified version and uh, I'm gonna do like y'all do I'm gonna say if you want to know more you gotta do research you gotta do research but how taxes work for people for us for me a regular person working a job getting a paycheck uh, you work you earn the money you pay taxes on the money and then you get to spend what's left over see with businesses it's the flip. They make the money, they get to spend the money.